I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Give Fest 99. It's, um, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. Ten minutes ago, all these lads were looking somewhat normal, or at least as normal as can be at the WrestlePod. This is the State of Wrestling Address, where we discuss all of the week's wrestling news topics. And apparently it must be a slow week, because we've got our own wrestle plug con thing going on. So let's start with the LARPing carrying cross gimp himself live from Canada live from Ontario Canada he's of course the Maple Leaf magician the Duke of Diabetes he's got more insulin than Kenny Omega more promo skills than Kenny Omega probably more sexuality than Kenny Omega because we love it we love it when it goes all pansexual baby and of course we have the proprietor of Canadian Destroyers in the house that is Carl Wilkinson nobody tosses a Canadian only nerds will get that. Yeah, fuck it, only nerds. Yeah, because other than nerds, <laughs> yeah, people other than nerds watch this. Absolutely. Dude, what about all those hot girls? I totally watch this. <laughs> How's that virginity working out for you? So anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, now then, you might have noticed that uh, there is a banana in the room. Um, it is indeed mm-hmm. peanut butter jelly time because not only is this man on your TV, but his initials are TV as well. So what better person to be smashed into your living rooms looking like a sex toy for the 90s. It's Tanvir Verdi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I didn't like that little shimmy. Why is there a little stain on that banana? What's going on there? Well, I don't know where. Where's see the that? stain? There's like a little mark in there. You see that? I see those marks. I'm sort of, someone's jizzed on your forehead, don't they? <laughs> I don't know how long I've had this suit for. That uh, doesn't <laughs> deny nor confirm. I reckon somebody sat on him. <laughs> I reckon someone's gone full, like, uh, you know, gone for the Arabian be queen. And now, speaking of Arabian <laughs> goggles, um, finally, rounding out our incredible foursome. Of course, I am Aaron Nix, by the way, but at this point, everybody knows who I am. I'm the basic bitch, apparently, today. <laughs> uh, I can't find my Luke Shaw mask. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, luckily for me, Cameron Anderson found his. The proprietor of Peace Haven is here and future tag team champion, we hope, for CWV, keeping up his professional discipline. Hi, Jordan. Uh, it's Cameron <laughs> Anderson. Welcome back whoa, to the podcast. Whoa. I don't know about this Cameron Anderson. My name is uh, Magic Martin Jr. <laughs> of all the things you could be related to, honestly, you go for, <laughs> you go for the Doctor Who gimp. Really? Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. I'm How's it going? <laughs> he ain't watching this. He's way too, way too pure to watch our shit. All right, it's time to get to the news. Now, obviously, it hasn't been quite as mental a week as it has been over the last couple of weeks. But, of course, from what I can tell, the mentality has brought, been brought to the house. Who saw NXT Great American Bash this week? Nope. No. All right, good <laughs> So, um, I mean, I saw what happened, if that counts. During the Great American Bash episode, a QPR code randomly popped up on screen, prompting viewers to scan it. Upon scanning the code, fans were directed to this page on the WWE website containing a mysterious message, the numbers 8, 10, 11. Uh, We believe it might be the 10th of August, or no idea, or 2011 maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) Uh, No clue. What does 8, 10, 11 mean? What do we reckon, boys? I mean... They're almost in sequential order, I guess. Like, I 
is it supposed to be along with that spooky thing that they had at Money in the Bank? And I think it was on Raw again as well. Like the that's apparently the spooky Edge. dude. That 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 should be Edge. The whole stuff on Raw. It looks like Edge. It, all the stuff on it refers to things that Edge was prominently a part of. Yeah, it's probably Edge. A little bit disingenuous to have him with return vignettes three weeks after he got booted out of it. Eight, 10, 11 seems like it could be like a return of someone to NXT or something, but I can't think of who. <laughs> yeah, the 11's what throws you, because obviously, you know, unless 8, 10, 11 was maybe a date yeah. that is prominent in this person's thing. Maybe it's been the 10th of August. I don't know. What yeah. happened on the 10th of August 2011? Some nerd right now. He's in their basement going, oh boy, like going through all of the old WWE ranks. Oh, I found an episode of Raw from the, the 10th of August. Like, God knows. No idea, to be honest. Not the only news from NXT. A kid seems to have gone under a bit of a gimmick change, or at least allegedly so will be. Um, new WWE star uh, getting a new name and a new gimmick. Um, so, yeah, in the promo that was released, some people might have also seen this, uh, Axiom is the name that it looks like. It says in the promo, Axiom spoke about growing up a very bright child and why he and a lot of other intelligent kids were bullied due to their high IQ. Fucking hell, who writes this shit? Uh, to adapt, Axiom decided to do something about it by learning how to fight back. The vignette, a full video of which can be seen, of course, online if you check it out, uh, also featured close-up shots of Axiom's in-ring math skills. I had a gift for mathematics, Axiom continued. When I closed my eyes at times, I would see numbers and equations. I realized there's a solution to every problem, whether it's mathematics or physics. It all comes down to an equation where the body falls, the mind can push you to new heights. Axiom would say, to conclude, the vignette, Axiom, real name Carlos Ruiz, originally housed from Madrid, Spain. He gained prominence in the North American indie circuit with, with performances for Shkara and PWG. Of course, we know him much better over here as one of the all-time great independent wrestlers of the big British independent boom. In fact, in my opinion, he's done better work than he has in PWG and Shikara, but of course, mm. it's American-based websites, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, thoughts on A-Kid completely being overhauled? And apparently being a mathematics genius. Very weird. Very Bruce Pritchard is what it is. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're missing the bigger picture here because if A-Kid is a maths genius and we do have these numbers from before, so as we all know, 8 plus 10 is 18. And then 18 plus 11 uh, is 29. Very good. Well done. Go on. Go on. And at WrestleMania 29, we had The Rock versus John Cena. <laughs> if I knew who you were under that mask, I would punch you in the throat. Keep going. But as well as that, we had Mark Henry versus Ryback. So is Ryback going to return? I think. Oh, God, no. Right. First of all, get in the bin. Second of all, apparently this is opposite land where... Cameron Anderson puts on a mask and all of a sudden becomes less powerful and less athletic in every sense. So he might be the anti-axiom from what I can tell. Uh, this gimmick sucks dick. Uh, what is he, it? His gimmick is that he's a great wrestler. I'd prefer if he just came out as a bullfighter. Like, at least it's got something to do with his heritage. What the fuck is axiom? Like, you know what's happened here? They've dragged him into a room. They've gone, uh, hey kid, uh, so, um, you know, uh, Carlos, tell us, tell us, what, what are you into? And he's like, you know, I love wrestling. I'm a technician. Like, you know, 
uh, oh, what, what did you do in school? Well, I was really good at maths. And then Vincent Van chimes in on fucking call. He's like, mathematics, you say, pal? Good shit. And of course, off it goes. Like, you know, we, I remember John Moxley doing that podcast where he talked about don't give Vince McMahon a prop because as soon as you have a prop, it becomes a crutch and then it ruins your character. All of a sudden, they gave him a mask. All of a sudden, he needed injections to be immune from the unwashed mask. It's fucking tragic. I needed an injection just to be cleansed of that horseshit. Um, do you feel that this cripples any credibility of them going forward as a wrestler? Do we lose what a kid has built in stock from being a great independent wrestler. I mean, wasn't he a former Heritage Cup holder champion thing? I don't know how that works. Mm, That's really first, wasn't it? Oh, no, wait. Who, who won it? For, I don't know. Uh, he was it the was first stupid. one. Not yeah, he was the first, and then it was Tyler Bate. What stupid... It's not a title. It's a whopping great trophy. Imagine if the Stanley Cup was defended every game, and then, like, at the end, yeah, like, this huge fuck-off. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Any more thoughts uh, from anybody on A-Kids being uh, a mathematics genius? I mean, it worked for... I mean, Demian Sando was the intellectual savior of the unwashed masses, but he was also... I don't know much about A-Kid, but Damian Sandow was really funny. If Axiom I, isn't funny, like can't be comedic, I think this is going to fall flat on its ass of like a slope of zero. There's some math for people. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. Like it doesn't work. No, no. This this insistence on gimmicking everybody up is crazy overboard at this point. I don't understand, but they seem to think that what's good for business is the old 1993 New Era style of wrestling. The goon, no. the crush man, Duke the dumpster, whatever it is, the hillbillies. You know, they've got it. They've got to be a thing. They've got to be some sort of character. It's ridiculous. I've got three gimmicks in front of me here. They're not working out very well, are they? they uh, Jesus, Lord Almighty. Also, I love how Cameron is literally just like this the whole time. Like, yeah, like he's genuinely feeling this. He really- I'm not going to get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he that wasn't me. Wasn't me at all. Don't yeah. know why you keep saying Cameron Anderson. I am El Lucho Autismo. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it seems I, like. Um, Unbelievable. I, I found something. I don't care if you found something. Oh, no. it, it's, oh, to, it's, it's to do with the QR code earlier. Oh, okay, there, go on then. What there, you got for us? Tammy loves to think that he's like in charge. It's adorable. He does uh, this. Uh, That's something was Me, I'm in charge. It's like pinky uh, the brain. Oh, uh, no, it's a, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's no, a man in it. a banana suit, ladies and gentlemen, interrupting me. Yes, Tammy, what do you need? It doesn't well, not make potassium, sense. apparently. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Fuck it. WWE doesn't make sense. So basically, you interrupted me just to basically cancel your own findings. Meanwhile, yeah. in Minecraft world, I assume Cameron Anderson has been assaulted by a pig. Um, <laughs> or he's assaulting a pig. We don't really know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it would work better if I couldn't see your bedroom through your headphones, you fucking mong. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Hey, Carl Wilkinson, want to hear about a bit of fat shaming? Of course you do. So... Awesome Kong left an impressive footprint in the world of professional wrestling. Quite a large one as well, it has to be said. She was on Chris Van Vliet. Vliet? Chris Van... Chris Chris Van Vliet? Yeah, an easier name, mate. Jesus Christ. Uh, Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, him. That guy. CVV. Whatever. Fucking uh, curriculum vitae. Times two. Uh, Yeah. Basically, she was on there. Uh, She discussed being on Tough Enough. Season two of Tough Enough, to be precise. I had no clue she was even on it. Well, actually, no. She discussed her audition for it, to be fair. Uh, They said, we had to come up with a promo. 
she didn't know what a promo was at the time. And then we were going to have to do some physical stuff in the ring, Kong said. When it was time for me to audition, they had me do the physical stuff first. And they had us rolling around for about 30 seconds. Then they had us do some jumping jacks and blah, blah, blah. And we had to kip up last. And by the time I had to do the kip up, I didn't impress anybody. I was proud of my promo because I grew up in acting. I was proud of myself. And then it was like crickets. Uh, Jim Ross was like, okay, thank you. Goodbye. Uh, Kong said, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going anywhere. I just drove my raggedy ass here from LA through the mountains of Las Vegas to get here. JR, who apparently at the time was had a certain type of thinking, replied, I'm sorry, but I don't think a girl your size could ever make it in wrestling. You're too big to ever make it in wrestling. You would never make it. Uh, her response was, what? He said, you would never make it in WWE. You're too big. <clears throat> Well, I mean, obviously, in retrospect, that hasn't really worked out as a good fucking prediction from JR, but... Not quite. No. <laughs> are we worried that this is a trend? I mean, we have bigger wrestlers, larger women's wrestlers, larger men's wrestlers. <laughs> Kevin Owens isn't a body of perfection, although it really amuses me when people call him fat. He's actually in pretty decent shape. He's got a bit of belly on him. Um, there's a difference between being obese and just, you know, not being jacked. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, Dewdrop is another fine example of somebody who may not necessarily have the ideal body, but is an incredible worker, an incredible talent. There's a lot of people who can prove to be incredibly athletic. Uh, Regina Rosenthal, who wrestles uh, out of Finland and Scandinavia, who's coming over here actually for Coliseum Wrestling, is a, shall we say, much larger woman. Beautiful, it has to be said. Stunning woman, but not your archetypal pretty princess. So... Uh, what do we make of this? Obviously, it is. We have to temper it. It's a few years ago, isn't it? It's quite a while back now. We're talking fifteen, maybe twenty years ago. Um, and since then, Awesome Kong has obviously had an incredibly proactive and very exciting career, even working in Japan and a multitude of different places. Not to mention having a stunning time in TNA and really revolutionising women's wrestling with Gail Kim. Yeah, it, it's definitely an antiquated way of thinking. Like, we all know that women in WWE up until, you know, like 2014, 2015, were just hired to be pretty. Mm. And if you happen to be a great wrestler on top of that, that was cool, but that's not what you were there for. So just thinking about Awesome Kong's career and that stuff with Gail Kim and TNA was fucking incredible. The Knockouts division mm. was miles ahead of the Divas division for That's years. where your women's evolution started, mate. Yeah. Years. Yeah. It was so much better. Even now, it's still great. To be obviously, to be fair, mm-hmm. WWE has come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best wrestlers in the company are women. Like gender doesn't matter. They're just some of the absolute best. It just it it hurts to see that. But you're right. We you have to think it was, you know, I'm trying to think tough enough season one season two would be like 2004, 2005 yeah. kind of shit. That doesn't make it okay, but it's just it's also one of the things you just can't lose your mind over because it was so long ago. Yeah, you you can't lose your mind over it because like you said, Carl, it was so long ago, like 15, 20 years almost. But I think the thing is as well, it's just a very old way of thinking because not what we know is that representation is important. So it's like you, if you put someone like Awesome Kong on TV, that's representation for like the black community. Someone sees something like, and that's inspiring. So I think it's a it's a very odd way of thinking. But given the times, it was it was a different time. It was a different time. So. Hmm. Does the Luchador have anything to add? 
Yeah, I do actually. I think he's just going to go C, and then that'll be it. It just looks like he's going to do that. I don't don't know any Spanish, to be honest. But (laughs) in Pete's and all places, that massive area heaving with fucking diversity as it is. I mean, I had French back in uh, secondary school. Uh, But yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, it shows how far the. you know, women's wrestling has come that we are kind of, uh, you know, there's a lot more different body types now. Um, it's more, you know, inclusive. We get to see a lot sort of uh, sort of different looks from people. And I think, you know, that's great. Bottom line is, like, it's a different era already. Um, it, it really doesn't matter. I train with people of all kinds of sizes and you know, those guys can work. They can put on a good match. You know, I've worked with an astonishing amount of different body types. I've also seen... You know, individuals who are unbelievably skinny on the spectrum, who don't have a bit of meat on them, who are incredible athletes. Zack Sabre Jr. is a fine example of that. You know, there's a multitude of people. It's not about your body, it's about your technique, it's about your talent. Um, I agree with representation, of course, especially looking for diversity. It's something we've spoken about before, you know, Muslim wrestlers and Middle Eastern representation for people like myself. But I want to know that whoever's representing me or representing any kind of culture is very talented. They're not solely there you know, because they're black or because they're brown or Muslim or Chinese. That doesn't matter to me. What is important to me most, first and foremost, is that you are very good at what you do because the best should be in front of me and should be the people I watch on a weekly basis. Um, You know, Bobby Lashley is a really good example of that. Yeah, of course, it's great that he's an African-American former WWE champion, but it's most important to me that he is a magnificent human being, a world-class talent, a great wrestler. You know, and that's kind of where it should be. It's it's getting the right priorities of what you use your talent for, not just being like, "Hey, you're a Jew," in you go. They, that's great. Like you know, but with Colt Cabana, they were like, "Yeah, Scotty Goldman." Fucking god, <laughs> frankly, anti-Semitic and uncomfortable uh, and insulting, and that's not good representation. So there's good representation, there's bad representation. I think people could do with being reminded of that. Uh, Jim Ross hinted that the recent AEW Forbidden Door show. Uh, and particularly um, the AEW shows as a whole, tend to be a little bit too long. Forbidden Door especially came close to hitting the five-hour mark. He said, I thought the Forbidden Door was exceptional. It was long. That was maybe a negative for some people, but the talent worked their asses off, and that, to me, is where it starts and ends. So, essentially, he's like, yeah, it's long, but also I don't want to shit can anybody because I work for AEW, is essentially what he's saying. Is five hours too long for a pay-per-view, Carl Wilkinson? Sure is. Yep. What is the optimal time range for a pay-per-view, boys? No more than three and a half. Minutes. Yeah, fr- maybe yeah, three fifteen. Yeah, three to three and a half. Three sixteen. Mate, I'll say t- like two and a half. Like I don't, I don't know why. You guys two and a half seems rushed. Yeah. Just like have less matches, less filler. I tell you what, NXT Takeover, two hours to two and a half hours. Yeah. Best pay-per-views that we don't produce. How how long was Money in the Bank? Barely more than three. Okay. Out yeah. oh, three, three and a half. Yeah, because I like. Yeah, no, what... it was free because um, yeah, it was like four o'clock when it ended. Yeah, I like what the I like what they're doing with the WWE pay per views of like six to seven matches and just and that's it. That seems like a good amount rather than like what AEW is doing of like ten to twelve. Yeah, they... I think we get bogged down in trying to cram as much in, but the bottom line is that you end up sacrificing quality every time by doing that. Mm-hmm. Every time. 
it, you've been to an indie show when they have five matches it's fast it's succinct it's easy it's two hours with an intermission it's it's nice it's, it's just a lot of fun and it doesn't completely drench your evening um but there are indie shows for better or for worse like one show that i worked on had nine matches nine matches for an indie show and we're not even talking about someone that's on tv or anything just in a sweaty little sports hall in the middle of nowhere and you're thinking cool four and a half hours later they <laughs> come on they know people can't do it. and of course where you put so many matches on you then feel like you're obligated to give these people too much time do you know what i like competition mm. i i like the fact that you know what you're not good enough to be on this show because you've only got five matches i think that's good yeah that's a good thing if I'm training my ass off, then absolutely I should be considered for a spot more so than, you know, Timmy Mallet over here who turns up once a month. Mm. Of course he does. Like, for instance, people ask me, how come you don't wrestle more, Aaron Nix? How come I don't see you on more shows? I don't train enough to warrant a spot, nor should I get a spot over the guys who work regularly. The Jackson Arrows of the world, the Cameron Andersons of the world. I'm very blessed and lucky that I get to work a number of shows because I have a multitude of different talents which lend themselves to professional wrestling. Mm. But it doesn't mean that because I'm well-known or whatever, depending on who you are, um, doesn't mean I should get a spot. If I turn up to a show and there's been a load of dropouts and stuff, like I did at IWE, for instance, you know, we had a lot of changes because of a very difficult transport uh, issue with train strikes and things like that. That doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, cool, put me in because I've done training before. No, there are people better suited to the job. I did refereeing. I then handed over to the professional, Roger Sears, bless his art, who then covered the rest of the refereeing duties after I'd refereed, ironically, his match. So it's that <laughs> thing of like, you know, you roll with the punches, but I like less is more. I really do like less is more. And also, I like doing more with less. Um, have less matches, have more quality. I'm going to take a half an hour match between Volta and Ilya Dragunov on a five-match card over... I don't know, five minutes of Ricochet versus Ezekiel, which has just been stuffed in there for the sake of it because you can. Mm. I don't want to see anything just because you can. I want to see it because it's the very best for that product. Any other thoughts? Not that that best sounds not very good. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's just gone quiet all of a sudden. Like the most colourful room in the world and also the quietest. Um, I I think you just kind of hit it on the head there. It's like I think with the AEW pay-per-views, they just like get to like a couple of days before and they're like, oh shit, we don't have anything to Darby Allen or you got to have him on the pay-per-view. Oh, sticking with Carl O'Reilly. It's just like, come on, if it's not necessary, then don't do it. If, no. you're, if, if you want everybody on your card, then do a battle royal. Don't do a bunch of singles matches and things because then that just takes up more time and just makes it feel way too long and just boring yeah 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 um i think if it doesn't have a build as well shouldn't be in there yeah. we need to be invested emotionally in it and if you haven't given it more than like a month but there should be a rule in wrestling if you haven't had at least a month's build you are not getting this match unless it's something that the fans are really clamoring for as well because these one-and-done rivalries that last a week are fucking terrible. They, they do it on Raw and SmackDown all the time. It's the, the go-home show to whatever pay-per-view, and it's like, hey, you, with that title that nobody cares about, don't like you much? Yeah, well, I'll see you at a pay-per-view. Thanks for your build. Thanks for coming. Cheers. Like, fuck off. Cretinous is what it is. 
Um, Tyson Fury is reportedly in talks for a WWE return. It's been three years since he was last in the WWE ring. People remember that he was at the Saudi Arabian show where he wrestled, wrestled Braun Strowman. Um, which oh, actually, God, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? In my opinion, actually not that bad. He's still only 33, so in wrestling terms, he's got quite a bit to go. He picked up, he picked up a count-out victory at that time against Braun Strowman. It hasn't been since... Hasn't been seen since in WWE, excuse me, at least in a wrestling capacity. Um, however, uh, after selling out, obviously, Wembley Stadium this year, uh, basically insinuating, yeah, I'm done as far as wrestling goes. He has remained adamant that he's going to be retiring now. Uh, obviously, a lot of rumours swirling around about him and Drew McIntyre where they've been going back and forth. And apparently, um, his faction, his group, his entourage, his business, his agents, whatever you want to call them, are pushing for the potential of more time in WWE. And, of course, we've got more news as well in celebrities. Logan Paul officially signing for WWE as well, which I know that Cameron Anderson, especially as a King Fuckboy, is extremely excited about. Um, so celebrity involvement in wrestling, particularly WWE, should there be more of it? Or do you feel like they're pushing too much? No, it seems all right to me. I think Bad Bunny was pretty excellent. Um, went on SNL with the 24-7 title. I'm all about Tyson Fury coming back. Hopefully at Clash at the Castle, because that would be pretty special. Just um, because we've got tickets. <laughs> Spoiler alert, uh, I think Cameron Anderson does, Clash but unfortunately Clash. Magic Martin Jr. hasn't been able to uh, find any. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm happy for more celebrities to get involved. All right. That's one big, big, fat, sweaty vote for celebrities from Shock Horror, the guy who loves watching YouTube celebrities and he's also a child. Uh, Tanvir Verdi, you have only just come out of childhood, it has to be said, still a wee nipper in the eyes of many. And of course, it triggers my good friend the virus every time I call you my little Indian friend. No idea why he's so triggered. Um, so what do you think? More celebrities? Um, I think more celebrities is okay because it gets more eyes on the product, but they've also got to do it in such a way that it strikes a balance. So it's like, am I am I looking forward to seeing Logan Paul in the ring again? Sure, because he's actually he didn't have a bad showing at um at Mania and um him v Miz is a potential draw. With Tyson Fury, though, it's like um, what you just said that there needs to be a build to it. They can't just be like, oh, okay. We got this big celebrity. What we're gonna do with him? Oh, we'll just stick him with this guy. So no, put put a build in place. So like you said, if they don't do Drew v Roman at Clash at the Castle, I think Drew v Tyson Fury would be another would be a decent draw because it would be the two big guys and Scotland, England, and yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, I think more celebrities is a good thing, but it just they need to do it. Right. <laughs> All right, Carl Wilkinson, more celebrities, yeah, and, a, and also, what celebrities do you want to see in WWE? I mean, they got to find the balance. You can't just put the celebrities on. Like, I don't think celebrities should be taking spots from actual superstars. I think if you can kind of, I think the tag matches that they do with celebrities kind of work best because it doesn't really take anything away it kind of lets the celebrity, you know, they could get the pin because they usually do, but it, they don't have to do a whole lot unless they're actually athletic. You know, Stephen Amell, I still think was incredible. I Logan Paul, to his credit, as much as he's a piece of shit, did a good job. Bad Bunny's still the best. But Johnny those were all no tech. Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 
Why does everybody not forget? Why does everybody forget sick, Johnny Knoxville? He was amazing. Oh, <laughs> shut up, you mark. <laughs> we, I mean, we man with the greatest flipping power slam of all time. That's a scoop slam. Let's try it up. Get in the fucking Bin Laden, all right? Bin <laughs> <laughs> Laden, right now. But outrageous. That the uh, celebrity you want on? Yeah, Bin Laden. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it could be yeah, look, quite difficult to reanimate his corpse if Obama is in. I mean, what? you just have to know a Obama. good necromancer. No, you have to know a good necromancer. It's not that hard. Who doesn't want to? Don't tell me that Obama isn't a key representation for the raw demographic, mate. If he comes out yeah, and turns Obama on versus Fury. Yeah. Uh, him versus wife, mate. That's what I want to see. I want him to play up to those hilarious conspiracy theories that Michelle Obama is actually a man um, pretending to be a woman. And I want him to like just fucking turn around and RKO her and sort of like just proper full-blown heel turn. It'd be amazing. Think of a shattering reaction of Obama of all people turning on his wife, mate. That's money, that is. That's that's where the real money's at, Bruce Pritchard. Not Axiom and his fucking mathematics. Behave yourself, sir. Um... Yeah, I'm all for it if it makes sense and if it's going to... I mean, bottom line is, it's a business. Logan Paul being on your TV is going to make you a lot of money. You know? The same reason they brought in, uh, what's her name? Valerie Lareda, who's just signed for Bellator. Uh, she wants to wrestle wrestle uh, Ronda Rousey one-on-one. She thinks she's the perfect opponent. Of course she is, because she's a great high-end MMA fighter again. Um, it draws in eyes from other venues because that's something they're really struggling to do they are losing more and more fans mm-hmm. more and more wrestling fans he's finally given in um, holy shit Cam's back holy shit where have you been um, oh hey guys <laughs> but the bottom line is you know they make money all the while they make money like Paige Van Zandt for instance not only is she a legitimate MMA fighter I know she's lost a few but let's be honest she can whip everyone's ass in here quite easily um, but she's also fucking hot you know, it's just it's it's easy it's easy money in their eyes um, as long as you're making more than you're paying them it's good business it's just the way it is you know there's a reason why when you go to an indie show you're going to be drawn to it more for instance I'm working Coliseum in a week and a half they have a stacked roster you don't think that more people are going to come and see it because they've got Yeston Reese. Joel Redman and Alice Inc. and L.A. Taylor. Charlie Morgan's now been announced. You know, that's it's just a no-brainer. Big names, big celebrities, whatever business it is, will bring your eyeballs to your product. And with eyeballs comes money, merchandise sales, things of that nature. Tyson Fury is a megastar. A megastar. He sold out Wembley Stadium. 100,000 people are in there to watch him box some rent boy from the East End of London. They <laughs> tells you, uh, admittedly, again, a red boy who could murder me, shout out to Derek Chisora or whatever his name is, but it's that thing of like, <laughs> you know, if he can do that, he's going to draw a lot of eyeballs in a non-competitive sport, so to speak, like wrestling. So, you know, I, I just think it's a no-brainer. I think the people who get pissy about it, oh, it's taking a wrestler's spot, not necessarily what Carl had said, but there's these people who just hate celebrities out, oh, Ronda Rousey's taking a spot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Let me know when your favorite wrestler who's on Sunday Night Heat makes a lot of money it's, and we'll talk. It, it's cool like that when it's like an MMA or a Bellator person coming into WWE because they've got that combat experience. So it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty interesting to see. Whereas if it's just a random celebrity like um, when Snooki did WrestleMania, it's like, why, why, why Snooki? Like, why? Like, that, that's just out of place. But if it's someone like a Ronda Rousey or or like a Tyson Fury, or, or like a Johnny Knoxville, it's like, cool, because 
we've, we've seen them do dangerous things. We can see what they can do. It's it's cool to see what they're going to do in wrestling in the world of wrestling. Yeah, not much else to add to be honest. I like celebrities. I just think that you got to make sure that they are actually celebrities and not some random fucking nerd that nobody's heard of, like Stephen Amell. Um, so, Ed Sheeran versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then fuck it. Yeah, why not? And he can hit him over there with a guitar. He can have Jeff Jarrett in his corner. I, I think right. he could render Roman just like immovable with his beautiful voice. It'd be fine. Just sing him to sleep. Can we get Ariana Grande the flipping Shayna Baszler? Can we have Ariana Grande versus me, please? Um. <laughs> I submit. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I'm tapping out again. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still tapping. Oh, oh gee whiz. <laughs> oh, no. I can't tap because I can't breathe. Watch it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the ludicrously dangerous. Uh, yeah, Ed Sheeran, absolutely. If you, if no, if you're, you're lying to me, if you're not going to pop, Roman Reigns is in the ring. Acknowledge me. I've been for it. I'm going to smash you. I've smashed everybody. There's no one left. And then all you hear is like someone just whisper behind him. I'm in love with the shape of you. <laughs> <laughs> when your legs don't work like they, move, like they used to before. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, exactly. He should, just, and all his promos should just be his song lyrics reconverted into a promo. They Take just, me he, into your loving arms. Yeah, but he shouldn't be allowed to sing them. Should just be able to say them, like William Shatner doing his spoken rap, mate. That's what I want. <laughs> That's where the real money's at. Zero hour. Yeah, by the way, William Shatner, invincible. Mm-hmm. He will never die. Mm-hmm. Um, if he dies tomorrow, I am terrified. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's 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 more Patrick Stewart for me. Like if if yeah. if. Like if Flo Shatter dies, like like that piece of Canada dies with him. You know what I love is how Carl Wilkinson becomes super animated when we mention Star Trek. Huh? What? <laughs> it's my favorite thing. It is Star Trek is wonderful. Did what did you think of the Star Trek inspired IWE poster? Oh fuck. Yeah, he didn't even bother looking at it, little prick. I sent it to him. Didn't bother looking. So when, when did you do that? Absolutely outrageous on your WhatsApp, but you can go fuck yourself. Now then, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Speaking of which, IWE, fantastic time by everyone who bothered to turn up. Thank you very much. For those who didn't, go fuck yourself. Um, I'm on the other side of the ocean, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go fuck myself. What do you think about the um the fourth of July ratings for Raw being an absolute fucking bin dipper? Uh 20% drop in total viewership from the previous week. Raw's lowest total viewership since May 30th, one of its lowest of all time, and also a 37% drop in the key demo. Anyone care? They didn't have enough pyro, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's it. Come on, man. It, yeah, it's Independence buy? Day. Like, get over it. Could have <laughs> just had um, I could have just had Otis just lay and then projectile vomit upwards. Oh, <laughs> that was fucking gross. <laughs> I didn't see that bit, unfortunately. Like, I saw the first bit where he challenged them to an eating thing or whatever, and then I, I, I miss funny Otis because him yeah. with Street Profits is actually really. I love the Street Profits, by the way. They just continue to be hilariously good fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't say Did he throw up, did he? Yeah. yeah, Otis has been quite mid for a while. Yeah. Otis does... is the new Vader, mate. What are you talking oh, about? No, Otis is in the dirt this year. Oh, um, no. That smells like a Cameron Anderson vote for worst wrestler of the year to me. Oh, no, I don't think worst overrated, overrated. but not even overrated. It's not like everyone's like, oh, yeah, we really need to see Otis main event WrestleMania. But it's like, so disappointing because I feel like they really had some in with him um, in pandemic era and then it's just all falling apart 
Mm. Well, Cameron Anderson, this article is for you. Because somebody asked Bill Goldberg whether he watches (laughs) his matches. Um, It's serendipitous that Goldberg owns one of the most popular undefeated streaks in all of wrestling because he's a perfectionist. I don't really like to watch anything that I performed in, Goldberg said in conversation with Rich Eisen on his daily radio show. I'm always quite critical of myself, whether it's a documentary uh, or whether it's a live performance. I'm just that meathead that always likes perfection. WWE Hall of Famer has noted in the past that he'll only continue to keep going as long as he's able to portray the unstoppable force he's known as. But Goldberg's origins have shown that he's always meant to be a pro wrestler. The story of how he came to be a wrestler and joined World Championship Wrestling where he enjoyed his famous streak is a lengthy one, but he gave Eisen the Reader's Digest version when he was on his show. But basically, after all of this sort of stuff, there's a lot going on here. Basically, he doesn't really like watching back his matches. If you were Bill Goldberg, would you like watching back your matches, Cameron Anderson? Well, this is actually quite disappointing because obviously, as we know, Goldberg has had some classics over the years. But come on, Goldberg, you can't put aside two minutes to watch yourself squash the fiend. Like, come on, brother, two minutes of your day. (laughs) (laughs) I could hear people like, fuck you, pal. <laughs> like, the best part about that streak is that fucking every, like, every week it, it was just inflated. Like, the first week is like 37. Next week it's like 208. It's like, yeah, yeah it's he wrestled. House shows. Uh, Come yeah, on, he wrestled Kyle. 400 it's times in one day. Yeah, like, literally, they just go to Michigan and they just have a revolving door and he just beat them the all. Gym, and they not because he was wasn't it 196 or something before he uh, got I think it was 180 183 or something. So are they not all legit wins? I don't think so. What so like they're all okay for a lot of them are okay fave. You didn't actually I, like, I do it blows me away too. I couldn't believe it. Nah, not buying that. I, I don't think Bill Goldberg would ever lie to me. I don't I don't believe that at all. Um I mean w, w I don't think certainly wouldn't I mean, lie to me. I mean he clearly doesn't love his kids, he just lets them get manhandled. Uh, oh god yeah that sucks if you can tell me that isn't the greatest moment in the history of <laughs> uh non-legal wrestlers then i don't know well yeah actually let's let's not open that fucking basket it was pretty good it was better than nicholas to be fair speaking of um, baskets of bananas tanvir has been very quiet for a little while what's going on brother? <laughs> uh not much um yeah, you're feeling sweat? i love how he comes right not much <laughs> uh, i'm i'm starting to feel the sweat now this this suit is getting very hot <laughs> Yeah, see, see, even Carl Wilkinson, he, he said he was going to do it the whole show. Everyone's bottled it at this point. I took mine off, to Everyone's be fair. still wearing an item of clothing that he started I'm, with. I'm going to personally... It was so hot. I'm going to be honest, there is no Magic Martin Jr. I, I just put, I was wearing the mask because, the you know, the barber really fucked me up. I've got, I've got the Vector trim oh, going. Very like that, <laughs> it's still right. real to me, damn it. You know what? Nobody cares about wrestling news. Let's talk about the real news in wrestling. The, the, the stuff that people really care about. The grassroots stuff. CWP has a show in a week and a half. It's CWP whatever. They call it something. I can't remember. What's it called? Cam, help me out. I forgot. Summertime what Smash. I totally forgot what it was called. How bad's that? I'm the one who made the fucking poster. Um, so, yeah, shows you how much I'm really caring about the process. But the bottom line is, um, Cameron Anderson, you don't have a tag team partner because apparently Aaron Cruz has been unfortunately severely injured, um, probably at the hands of Goldberg, who loves taking out minors. Um, I mean, Bobby Lashley, sorry, because uh, that makes it so much better. Uh, <laughs> either way, he's been drive-by by a couple of black guys. So uh, here we are. And I couldn't help but notice, I don't know if you've seen this, Carl Wilkinson, Tanvir has, because he shared it on his social media. Uh, Cameron Anderson reached out to The Rock 
and Roman Reigns. <laughs> I did see this. They actually. were available on July 16th. One individual told him to go fuck himself and called him a white boy. That would be Roman Reigns. The Rock, however, did bother to reply a little bit more and declared that he was scared of Danny Disorder and Brandon the better known as the beatdown. So uh, how does the uh, search for a tag team partner continue? How is it going? Because you've only got a week and a half, pal. All right. We've got a week and a half, so we've got to speed run this. I know Kyle's throwing his hat in the ring. Damn right. Um, so if Kyle can get over, that would be a pretty amazing time. That is one expensive tag team partner. <laughs> I've, um, you know, you I've got no best. issues with ro- what Roman Reigns had to say. Like, I am a white boy. I do have to accept <laughs> that fact that I am white, unfortunately. I'm the worst race of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep going. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm just a cracker in it. <laughs> I love, I just like the idea that the black community is going to watch this just to be like, yeah, white boy fucking putting himself down. That's not what <laughs> <laughs> like Bobby Lashley's going to be like, hmm, white kid, you say? <laughs> oh, <laughs> time, bitches. I like this gimmick that Bobby Lashley just runs around and starts disciplining ill advised children with a hurt lot just randomly walks around the mall and as soon as a kid kicks off because they didn't get their ribena he's like shut up bitch and just puts them in a hurt lot it's just funny to me uh Why bobby lashley the child saying cracker <laughs> yeah while screaming cracker at them that's what he does he runs around beating up 15 year old white boy <laughs> what you gonna do cracker what you gonna do bobby lashley ladies and gentlemen your united states <laughs> champion <laughs> and also representing the US very well, to be honest. That's you said it like he's actually done it. <laughs> he's actually yeah. just went around beating up white people. Yeah, I'm okay with it. That's fine. White people need a good shit kicking. I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> yo, you know what? You want to invent Christianity, white boy? That's absolutely fine. Now you're going to have to pay the price. Um, you want you want torture? You want weapons? You want to fucking have unholy marriages and gardens of eden and all that fuck. you want to flood the earth and have two of each kind behave yourselves absolutely anyway now that i'm upsetting the demographic i can hear kane's voice never talk about religion or politics stop it <laughs> but he gives a fuck man um bottom line is uh white people are terrible so um yeah <laughs> I, I really hope this was about like... my tag partner it's just turned into yeah, yeah we were talking about your tag partner so is there a particular region reason rather why you have reached out to so many Samoans um you know they're just good at what they do um <laughs> what exactly is it that Samoans do well oh it's obviously I've not reached out to um all Samoans it was Roman Reigns and The Rock Basically, what you're saying is all the other Samoans aren't worthy of your time. No, that's not true at all. Um, you know, we're just, come on, man. Come on, man. You know it's really hard to like DM Samoans. an entire island, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't have everyone's contact. Cameron's like, yo, fuck those guys. They ain't swimming over here. I'll see Moana. <laughs> that is a great movie. It has to be said that the Samoan heritage and culture is actually one of the coolest. I've actually had the weird story, but I actually got to spend some time with the Samoan rugby team once. Um, they were in the same restaurant as me when they were over here for the World Cup, uh, as were Tonga as well, by the way, who are a riot. Hilarious people. Islanders in general are amazing people. Just they've got this lovely vibe, this beautiful kind of culture, just, just very chill people. Um, but obviously that doesn't stop Cameron Anderson trying to incite a riot on the... Uh, 
the island of Samoa. So it is what it is. <laughs> what? Uh, please, please direct all your complaints to the cracker in the bottom right hand of the screen. Mate, literally every <laughs> single time like races come up on this show, I'm just like, all right, I've got to bury myself. And then you yeah. still just make me look like a terrible person. It's really funny because right now you're in a Minecraft jungle. So it is what it is. Thank you, Tanvir, for moving around the screen. That's what I really need when I need to. <laughs> Tanvir is upside down. Yeah, fucking going to kill this little cunt. I swear to God. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of people who aren't a cracker, but like the cracker, how are you doing, Tanvir? All right. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Anyway, I'm still uh, warm. I'm still warm. Help. <laughs> let's, let's talk about wrestling, shall we? <laughs> or. A close approximation of it. Matt Hardy unfortunately responded to fans alleging he put Jeff Hardy in harm's way. One of the narratives currently following Matt Hardy on social media is that he pushed his brother, Jeff Hardy, to remain on the path of daredevilry, both in and out of the ring, with some even assuming that Matt enabled Jeff in falling off the wagon again. On Tuesday night, an emotional Matt addressed a fan who accused him of orchestrating Jeff's abrupt exit from WWE last December and for encouraging the high-flying charismatic enigma to perform audacious spots at the age of 44. Words posted on Twitter cannot hurt me, Matt wrote. I've never suggested my bro do anything that hurts him. As a matter of fact, I proposed the brother Nero concept so Jeff would not do his high-impact moves. I don't care if Jeff ever wrestles again. I just want him healthy for his family. Uh, Matt's tweets seem to echo his sentiments following Jeff's DUI arrest on June the 13th. In conversation with John Albert, Matt would reiterate several times that Jeff's well-being takes precedence over the Hardys wrestling legacy, which was supposed to be capped off with a reported run as AEW World Tag Team Champions. Fuck's sake. Uh, he's just so remorseful, so embarrassed. He like, hates himself. And I think that's part of it too, Matt said, on his Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast. And he has to know, obviously, what he did was atrocious, terrible, terrible decision-making. But then also he has to know that people love him. It's very important. Just like you said, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the individual. Do we feel that Matt Hardy is more responsible or is it just a case of we shouldn't really have a comment because we just don't know? Yeah, I think the second option, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think what Matt said there was very true. I think it's terrible that people think that he's to blame um, when, like, clearly he's not. Like, he's not, you know, forcing Jeff to do anything. Um, unfortunately, it's just one of them things. Addiction is terrible. Um and yeah, I, th- I think Matt hit the nail on the head with what he had to say. Yeah. Um, Carl Wilkinson, what are your thoughts on Jeff Hardy and his brother, Matt? Is there I mean, more that can be done here? Or do you feel like Matt, you know, it's one of those things. Jeff Hardy is a 44-year-old man. He has to take responsibility. Yeah. I believe Matt has said this before, that he's not his brother's keeper. Like, Jeff Hardy is a grown-ass man. And he needs to take responsibility and more importantly accountability for his actions if like you know he's been doing this daredevil shit for as long as i can remember if he's hurt and need and just turns to alcohol and other sort of substance abuse to just you know function maybe he should reconsider like i i love the memories i have of jeff hardy but seeing what's happening to him now is just sad like obviously I want him, and I hope I speak for all of us here, we want him to get the help he needs and, you know, be healthy and happy with his family. But if he needs this to just continue trying to wrestle, hang the boots up, mate. It's mm. not – it shouldn't be that difficult of a choice. Tanvir, you think it's time for Jeff Hardy to call it a day? I think so. All I can say is just hope Jeff's getting the help he needs and just, yeah, we shouldn't really be – 
commenting on them because we don't know the whole story. But just it, it it's a difficult situation. All I all I can say is hope. I hope that Jeff's getting the help that he needs. Yeah, not much else you can really say about that. Um, the new TNT champion has been crowned. Once again, the TNT championship uh, jumps ship. Wardlow uh, captured the belt from Scorpio Sky. How do we feel about the new TNT champion? Overdue, isn't it? Like They should have done that a while ago, I think. Mm. I mean... Okay, give some stability to the title now. It's been hot potato between like four people in the yeah. last three months. Huh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Doesn't it though? <laughs> like that is directed like, to someone in particular. Are you watching, pal? <laughs> like I think, like I don't watch AEW because Tony Khan's a fucking twat. And I don't care about him. But I think Wardlow it's a cracker is, in it, mate. It's one of them white people. What do you expect? Wardlow's. <laughs> Just like from what you see on Twitter and shit, like oh. I think he's the hottest he's ever been. The crowd oh, absolutely yeah. love him. Yeah, he got he's that big so win on MJF as well. They yeah, like this is the time to CM Punk twenty five times and still didn't beat him. So what a jobber! Pull, pull, like they've pulled the trigger. Now keep squeezing, go fully on that. Yeah. Let this guy. Well, that's a really bad joke to make for America. You hear about the for- the shootings on the Fourth of July? No shootings in America. Get out! I know. Of I'm shocked. You know what? But, you know, people say don't talk about policies. Fuck you. Have some responsible gun control. Grow up. It's pathetic. They people are like, oh, did you hear the um, amazing um, retort uh, to? Because a load of British people, they they had like an American person on the news here recently talking about this, saying like, um, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we don't shoot people over here because we have responsible gun control. So he's like, yeah, but you guys have mass stabbings because you have rampant knife crime. It's not yeah. even comparable. Like, yeah. look at the statistics. Not even going to grow up. Like, nobody's saying this place is great, although we finally got rid of the bin-dipping cunt that is Boris Johnson. It's, it's that bottom line of, like, fuck me. Like, I'm sorry, but I would be remiss on a public platform if I didn't mention the fact that it is ludicrous that people die every day from gun crime because you are too arrogant to con- just control your guns. Like, a lot of people are saying, get rid of them entirely. I'm okay with proper, controlled you know, gun control. I'm okay with licensing. I'm okay with people owning a firearm as long as they've taken part in every kind of potential test, mental aptitude test to make sure that they are of the correct mindset and correct professionalism to have a firearm. And it also should be for, you know, some sort of legalized profession, not so you can shoot squirrels with your 345 Magnum or whatever it is on a hoorah, fucking get that shit off my tree. <laughs> Again, it's fucking white people, isn't it? <laughs> It's white men who are uh, I need my guns because I'm a fucking American. I need to protect my borders from Canadians and Mexicans. Am I right? I need to protect my incest babies. Classic Jay Miller. (laughs) Yeah. That's why Jay Miller ain't here because he's too busy running around shooting fucking moles and voles and all kinds of weird country-ass shit in his backyard while Roger and his sister. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Like... Oh, I'm sorry. Is that offensive? Do you know what's offensive to me? Children going to school and dying every day because you can't fucking keep your fucking balls in your purse for five minutes. You antiquated male toxicity laden cunts. Grow up. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. They probably said I got a fucking arrow piece of shell. I'm going to shoot him around the face if he comes over to America. Mm, my country. 
Which is why everyone would prefer to go to Canada because it's America without the psychosis. <laughs> oh, no, our, no, that's not true. Our psychosis are just different. Yeah, exactly. You're just like hit him with a hockey puck, eh? <laughs> oh, give him a cross check, there. Give him two minutes oh, in the ability box. Shit, eh? I'll throw a snowball right in your fucking oh, crotch. You know, you know, you do there, bud. He asks for a double double. Oh, you put an extra shot of sugar in there, bud. Well, That'll just ruin his day. Morton, you're in big trouble, eh? <laughs> There's a Tim Hortons near me now. Tim Hortons <laughs> sucks. Sucks. Really? Yeah, oh, mate. I so I when we went to Birmingham, I bought myself a fresh pair of sneaks because obviously I was very excited. Bought myself some of those acid wash dunks. Yeah, baby. And then I thought, oh, Tim Hortons, mate, fantastic. And then I reported this to Carl Wilkinson a number of months back, and uh, I was just super, super disappointed with the whole concept. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's okay, but it's it's like apparently Wendy's is now a thing, isn't it? Wendy's is just coming. Yeah, Wendy's up. has breakfast over here now. Cameron oh. Anderson attended a Wendy's the other day and thought it was incredibly mid. Am I correct? That that is true. It pretty much it's like I thought it was gonna be really good because it's like oh everything prepared prepared fresh. And it was like oh it's basically just the exact same meat quality. Well, that prepared and fresh. I mean that everyone should be fucking eating it. See the problem is you guys need to come over here and have some real Tim Hortons and some real, real Tim Hortons. You fucking you pieces of white trash from over is there. there. Is there is there Cinnabon in Canada? Is Cinnabon alright? I thought you said synagogues. <laughs> I mean, there's both. Wow, okay. There, I mean, there is one synagogue in town, I think, actually. Oh, nice. Like my town, I think there's one. There's also there a mosque. mosque. There is a mosque. Yeah, um, baby! Like, like is seven there, years is there ago, a good someone was raised around... religious, but I'm no, celebrating no, no. mosques. Seven, seven years ago, it was, it, it was set on fire. And then oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That did happen. But it was rebuilt. <laughs> right, that's it. <laughs> now the new Jay Miller. That's such a Canadian thing. We burnt down the mosque, but then we rebuilt it, eh? Because that's just rude, boys. <laughs> is there a good? Is, is there a good bar in 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 Canada? A good what, sir? A good burger? No, I've never uh, had a good burger. No, no, good bar. Like the I don't know what that is. Okay. See, I, I just thought a good burger, and I was thinking of the movies. Welcome the good burger, home of the good burger. Can I take? Cameron Anderson looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed yeah. to do that on a Zoom call. It's gross. Oh. Yeah, we get, we're getting that. Not that kind of stroke. Well, maybe that's kind of. I was wait till afterwards. Tammy, why do you have to mimic jizzing of all things? <laughs> I mean, are you just the most socially awkward human being alive? Yeah, exactly. Get your banana suit back on and be quiet. Fucking hell. Honestly. Yeah, do you think banana. I got this stain on the forehead? You look like Winnie the Pooh's foot. Be quiet. <laughs> I swear to God, if you mention that fucking Winnie the Pooh film, I'll kill you myself. Yeah, stop, stop that. Stop that. Wrong. This is a PG, well, somewhat <laughs> PG joke. This kids like can actually watch this. It won't be censored. That's the oh really God. scary thing. So I know we're watching you wank off your banana head. Unnecessary. <laughs> oh, Jesus Absolutely Christ. Unnecessary. Yeah, what, a, what a weird guy. Wanking so anyway, um, congratulations on being TNT champion. Nobody cares. Uh, Connor, <laughs> Shell, <laughs> Connor Shell, whatever his fucking name is, resigned from WWE's board of directors yesterday. Shell, a film and television producer, cited an increased uh, slate of responsibilities resulting from his new expanding role at the newly formed The North Road Company in the filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. According to the filing, Shell's exit from the board of directors was not due to any dispute or disagreement with the company, its management or the board on any matter relating to the company's operations, policies or practices. Um, do we buy that? <laughs> that he's got out of Dodge? Uh, uh, you know, just get to do that. I mean, that's how the world works. This is very murky, especially when there's money involved. But I've got to be honest, I'd be the first out the door if 
if all this <laughs> shit was going on. Like, see ya, enjoy your rape charges, pal. I, um, Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, I'll see you. Fuck, screw you guys. I'm taking my money and going him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not. It's very difficult for me to comment because I don't personally know. And it's one of those things until we have you noticed it's gone very quiet since we first spoke about it. You know, all of a sudden people forget so quickly. What was it three weeks ago this shit came out? And we're already yeah. like, yeah, well, Wardlow won the fucking TNT championship and that's more important now. So. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares already. Vince McMahon is coming out every week. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. Mate. Vince is coming? Not, no, I said coming out. Uh, <laughs> Vince is gay? Yes. Do, do, do you know what? You don't have to be gay to come out. And I, I resent this appropriation from you, Tanbeer. No. Especially with your culture. I'd expect much better. Absolutely unexpected. I apologize. Bad enough we got Cracker McCombs down here, if I can give him <laughs> a uh, in his Minecraft garden. <laughs> when, when Carl Wilkinson is the most woke person in the building, there's an alarming issue here. Because um, <laughs> he's probably the least woke Canadian I know. Canadians invented being woke. Um, who knows who Alison Danger is? Anyone? I was listening to a podcast earlier with Renee Young, but other than That's that, no. Pretty much what people are talking about here. Okay. Um, she's had a tough 2022. She's still at a loss for what to do following a WWE release in January. A danger who had been hired as a trainer in NXT was one of the cuts that took place during the height of COVID-19 pandemic. And the news of her release was particularly shocking given that she just moved across the country to Florida. Uh, her real name is Kathy Carino. She's the sister of legendary wrestler Steve Carino, who also works for WWE as a producer and is, of course, a former ECW champion. Great mind, great commentator as well met the guy really awesome guy um she was on renee paquette's uh, latest episode of the sessions which is a very very popular podcast uh, they said it wasn't my fault there was nothing i did wrong danger record i had literally gotten a text a couple of days before about we were all doing great jobs and how happy they were with the current roster and i was told you know if they could bring me back they would in a heartbeat and to make sure i know it wasn't a reflection on me it was a change from the higher-ups going hey we're going to restructure and that's that and that's it and i was numb and then i cried and then i was numb and then i cried and then i'm sitting there going what am i going to do now like could you have not fired me a week before so i could have packed my kid up moved him up with my husband and then followed up if possible like it's their first day of school how do i rip my kid out of this the frustration didn't stop there for danger who was already dealing with the trials and tribulations of having a child in school during the COVID-19 pandemic, trials that compounded when her trials that were compounded when her family was forced to live separately during the move. I got COVID from the December tryout, Danger said. So our first Christmas all apart was my husband was making it down and literally he walked in in a mask. He watched Kendall unwrap presents, which of course is her child, and then he went straight to the airport and flew right back. And then I'm back to work three days and that's it. I felt like I got brought to Florida and left to die because now my family split. We're struggling through that. I'm still now five months out and nothing to show for it. And I still have no idea what I'm going to do. This has been a rock bottom year. Um, this is a direct reflection of what happens when you just randomly cut people. Uh, when there is no right kind of, you know, there's no severance pay. There's, there's, there's nothing there. It's literally like, hey, thanks. This woman moved to Florida and a day later was shit canned by this company that forced her to move to Florida so that she could be more beneficial to their staff and a trainer. Mm. Um, this is a fucking atrocious look for WWE and frankly is something that should be rectified. Carl Wilkinson, your general reaction to this 
horrible story from Alice in Danger. I want to be surprised, man. I want to go, oh, gee whiz, no way this happened. But that's that's absolutely awful. Like, I know I had plenty of friends even here that couldn't see their parents during the pandemic when everything was all locked in. I was lucky. I still, you know, I live at home. I get to see my mom and that's great. Mm. But there are so many people that couldn't. And that's absolutely awful. I feel so bad for this person. Mm. Yeah. Anything you boys want to add? Not really. No, not, none yeah, that Carl hasn't already terrible. said. Um. I, I don't know. Do you know what's um, happened since? Do you know how this, the story kind of goes on? I mean, right now she's saying that she's still struggling to like recover in that regard. So, Shit. you know, it's that thing of like, hey, like it, it tore a family apart, essentially. Like, they, I think they're still okay. I think her and her husband are still together and things of that nature. I wouldn't be able to comment personally on Alison's um, well-being and life as a whole right now. She'd be welcome to come on the podcast. It'd be lovely to chat to her, but I imagine her uh, She's probably a bit too big for this one, but um, you never know. You never know. It'd be lovely to have her on, and we'd handle that in a very honest and appreciative manner. But I, I'm just, it's just disappointing, all our jokes and banter aside. That's really disappointing that mm. a company with this level of money, with this level of projection, can treat people that way. Like Carl says, I'm not surprised. That's a really sad mm. thing about it. I'm not. Um, I like WWE. I like watching WWE. I like watching it with my friends. It has such a massive impact in how my life is now lived. Everything that I've achieved through wrestling is from being a fan of WWF or WWE. But it's that thing of like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that other companies treat their talent better. They probably do, but they still have issues. There's all kinds of problems. I hear them in NJPW. I hear them in you know, AEW, it doesn't matter. Ring of Honor has had a multitude of issues. So it's not like WWE is the only company to treat people like shit. But when you are that big a deal and when you have that much at your disposal, it's not a good look. You're telling me you can't give this one a... Sorry, we're making a load of cuts, but here's like a, I don't know, it's 200 grand. Here's a severance package. Here's some redundancy mm. pay. Anything to kind of say, look, this will make this will ease the pain or pressure until you can find yourself something else. Maybe we can help you out and cover your rent for a few months at least or something like that. You know, it, business does happen. Shit does happen, but it shouldn't happen at the expense mm. of people's livelihoods and health and safety and their families. Surely That's where it's a problem. Do you, do you think they could sue for unlawful dismissal, or there's nobody like thought of doing it, that? If if they were still within a probationary period, like oh well, yeah, I don't, I, like I'm sh- I'm sure it's probably the same way there, like 60, 90 days to see if you know you kind of mm-hmm. cut you no strings attached. Yeah, it, it's garbage. Oh like, yeah, it's actual it's piss. But unfortunately, it's something they can do. It's just, it's just, it's fucking sad is what it is. Like I'm looking through the article now. Um, you know, she, she does continue on to be fair. She says, uh, uh, Paquette was empathetic to Danger's plight and remained optimistic as there's still several opportunities available. Danger is far from an unknown in the business. After all, she's had a great deal of in-ring experience with both Ring of Honor and Shimmer Women Athletes, the promotion she co-founded with Dave Prezak in 2005. And since she wasn't fired due to her performance, there could be, as Paquette put it, phone calls to be made. Um, that's where the mindfuck comes in because there hasn't been phone calls, Danger said. I feel like everybody landed on their feet but me. It's to the point where I'm like, is the universe telling me this is it? This is this is done. I chased the dream. I got it for three months and I'm financially devastated. 
there is one potential future for Danger, however, that could be considered a better possibility than others. Danger retired from in-ring action back in 2013, but she still holds Ring of Honor near and dear to her heart. And now the promotion is owned by AEW, President Tony Khan. Danger would love to make a return in some capacity. Deep down, selfishly, do I want to get my fingers into it? Oh my God, yes. It would be so cool every day, every day I'm manifesting. Um, Danger does have indirect ties to AEW. The company's newest signee, Claudio Castagnoli, is the former tag team partner of her husband, Arez. So it's one of those things where you sit there and think, yeah, no, it's, it's not great for her. But do you know what I hear all the time from fans? Tony Khan, you've got to sign this guy. He deserves an opportunity. Tony Khan got this. Tony Khan got that. Tony, tell him I pay that better. Oh, my God. Like, you know, these fucking gimps who I've never heard of. Warhorse or whatever the fuck it is, just because I got oh, fucking God. Ultimate Warriors wanked in their face a couple of times. Great stuff. But it's that thing of like, here's somebody who is legitimately professional, a great, great talent, somebody who's given a life to the professional wrestling business, who has literally she moved from one side of the country to the other just to pursue a dream job to be shit can. You're telling me this woman wouldn't have any benefit in helping work with AEW and their women, who by the way have one of the most lackluster women's rosters I've ever seen. Like, come on. Like this is that's what fucking winds me up. Maybe her being on this podcast will provide that opportunity. Good for Renee Paquette for having the decency and honesty to bring her on a podcast. Because not only is it good to listen to to get a real understanding of what's going on in WWE, but it's also very, very good for her because it might open doors. People might listen and think, Jesus Christ, why is she not on our radar? They everyone else is getting picked up for love nor money. Tony Khan's happy to throw all kinds of stupid catch at idiots I've never heard of or people who don't deserve it, like Joey Janela and Marco Stunt. But then give this fucking woman an opportunity. Give her some money instead of going out and getting the next fucking Mark surprise that you're going to use for two weeks and then leave on AW Dark. Mm. You know, if money's no object, if you're happy to spunk it around and flash it around on Twitter and give it all that about ratings and shit like that, well, then do something decent. Do something that is actually correct that will also benefit your company and bring this woman in to help train your women's wrestlers because she could definitely be an upgrade. Mm. My two cents. Just my two cents. Um, all right, Tanvir, prepare your banana wanking erection. Um, <clears throat> NJPW announces plan to incorporate women into the US product. Bushi Road is looking to the future. NJPW President Takami Obari and Bushi Road Chairman Takaki Kidani spoke at a recent press conference about NJPW's upcoming plans and had very good news for American fans of NJPW's sister promotion, World Wonder Ring Stardom. The women's wrestling promotion will be incorporated into NJPW's North American expansion. Obviously, this is a good thing. Should this go further? Should they be incorporating it into their Japanese product? And most importantly, is this a step in the right direction for New Japan? It is good. There was a lot of information out of this press conference today. Um, yeah, we're going to touch on some other stuff, but we're yeah. just at this one right now. So yeah. With hold the... your massive pistol yeah. for NJP. Dunn. So it's good. It's, it's good integration, but I think keep, on the American side, it's good. I think with Japan, keep it separate because Stalin has become its own entity. So I think what they have, um, so what they, what New Japan should keep doing is on like their big show. So say like Dominion or Wrestle Kingdom have like a Stardom's tag match or a singles match because what they've done in the past so that Stardom get that spotlight. Mm. I know there's a Stardom New Japan show um, towards the end of the year that they're looking towards doing like mixed tag matches and stuff. So I'll have for, some of that. So for the so for the two promotions going forward, it's very good news. And also I think with 
the stardom women going over to New Japan, doing New Japan strong potentially, it also does open up the opportunity for stardom to integrate with the Impact Knockouts division and AE and the AEW women. So I think it's a it's a step in the right direction all around. All right, Cameron Anderson, you um your body language would suggest that you're not particularly excited about the prospect. In fact, the fact that you were yawning about 15 times during that response. So you're either incredibly bored by Tanvir's soliloquy or you hate mm-hmm. women's wrestling. Which one is it, pal? <clears throat> Brother, it's like 12 o'clock. I'm tired. I've 12 got o'clock in the morning. Midnight, mate. That's it. Like that's fucking breakfast for me, pal. What's going on with you? Come on. <clears throat> you must have yeah, an no, opinion I... on this. Yeah, of course I got an opinion. I like I'm I'm happy well, for there to be more fucker. opportunities. <laughs> I, I'm happy for there to be more opportunities, you know, for women to wrestle. I, I do, you know, I agree with what Tanvir said. I think it's cool that um stardom and uh, New Japan are kind of like two distinct things. And they, you know, like stardom is massive. I know like um they get a lot of people in there, give a lot of opportunities to women. So I don't know. I think um you know, this idea of there being, you know, potential mixed tag things, um, you know, stardom matches on New Japan cards, it's, it is cool. I, I really like that idea. Oh, Wilkinson, big fan of Mina Shirakawa. Trust me, big I know. Fan. Big who, fan. Who isn't? Fucking Lord. Lord have mercy. Beautiful woman, stunning athlete as well. Um, Good, good for, you know, North American products and also for the general kind of consumption of New Japan pro wrestling. I think New Japan fans, like, I know NJPW and Stardom kind of have, like, a working relationship, I guess, to some extent, but I don't they get, like, the same exposure. Like, don't, I, I'm sure Stardom is still huge, but it's not, you know, it's not like NJPW, it's not like all Japan, like, it's, yeah. so it'd be really neat to see, because there's, I'm sure there's plenty of women there that I've never seen before, and more wrestling can only be good. And you, the only way you really see it is if you see people from other places that have been brought in and they go, hey, I wrestle here. Come watch me here. I'll be like, all right. Yeah, the um, I mean, it's good. It's good, isn't it? You know, it's that case of like, great. And hopefully they'll be displayed in a more legitimate light than the way they were in AEW. Like this, this thing of like, oh, here's Marky Ito. That's great. Jeez. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so Mackie's part of Tokyo Joshi Pro, so more the DDT side of things. Yeah, which is like more comedic, dumb yeah. wrestlers, stuff, which is fine if you like that. That's cool. There are some. There are some solid wrestlers. There are some. I've seen the Hikaru. Um, you know, I see Hikaru Shida, right? And I think awesome, great wrestler. She really helped lead that women's division when it was really in the doldrums, and still is to a lot of people. And you know, she's kind of like the first lady of AEW in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. along with Riho um and nyla rose but now we're like you know okay cool anything else yeah just bring some anime princesses over that'll do yuka sakazaki <laughs> yeah i mean she's cute she's adorable love her she's she's absolutely adorable yuka's, you, you, yuka's yuka's really good so i know with the the ddt i think it was cyber fight festival earlier this year they did um i think shoko nakajima the yuka sakazaki for the tokyo joshi pro the entrances and production for that show are top notch. <laughs> so and then they put on a banger match. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, like we say, there's a lot of news about NJPW. So uh, one of the other things was a confirmation of plans to perform outside Japan again. Um, Obari made a major announcement for fans in the United Kingdom, confirming the company would return to the nation in October, the first NJPW event to be held in the UK since the independently promoted Royal Quest, which we were at, weren't we? That was good fun. Um, yeah, that was good fun. I really enjoyed that. That was in the copper box back in 2019. Like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, August yeah. 2019. How things have changed. Uh, uh, lovely photo of us all together there. Mm-hmm. That show was good fun. Abari also nice. noted, what was that? Must be nice. Oh, fucking crime. I'm going to be part of it. What we'll do, I'll Photoshop you in. Now my Photoshop skills are better. I'll Photoshop you in. It's yeah. yeah it's only a photo of you like, with the boys. Like, yeah. And I'll just, <laughs> just make up all these stories. Man, when I was yeah. over there watching this, I did oh, all this man. stuff. Oh, I'll just like, have an image of like sort of Tanahashi just standing there normally and then you're just next to him and go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> dumb shit like that. It'd be funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's obviously going to be awesome because a lot of travel restrictions. Japan was incredibly fucking, you know, clever and you know smart about the whole pandemic. They didn't take it less seriously than America. Um, <laughs> fuck you, America. Fuck you. It's getting buried today, isn't it? and I love America, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, with travel restrictions easing around the world in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, NJPW has been focusing its international intentions across the Pacific Ocean in the United States, of course, with strong brand and things of that nature. Uh, it previously tested the waters um, by attempting to expand the North American market, but notably when presenting the opening night of the G1 Climax in 2019. Um, there is suggestions, apparently, that they're going to be doing an outdoor event uh, to help with the G1 Supercard. Is that right, Tambir? Um, I think i know i think it's after the g1 there's a show at Rapongi hills so i don't think they've confirmed it outdoors right this is like quite a cool little yeah. bit yeah they haven't promoted a u.s show for it but i, I saw they, they're doing a yeah for, uh, they got strong Rapongi. now haven't they so they're kind of yeah. hanging their hat on that and it's like you guys do your thing we'll work strong. on it a lot of the guys they're bringing over to japan from strong are having really good showings so and really putting themselves out there so happy to see that but yeah Rapongi hills does look like a cool venue I know back in uh, 2020, they ran an outdoor show at um, the Jingu Stadium, which was really nice. So it's cool to see more outdoor shows. Yeah, there's also the reference to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, So something that not even I really knew, because I haven't really paid attention to much of their products since COVID-19. Ever since New Japan started running shows again months into the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, the promotion has done so either without fans Mm. or without fans cheering, those in attendance only allowed to clap. As Mm. such, many have wondered for the past two years just when fans will be able to cheer again. As you know, Japanese audiences tend to be very disciplined, very respectful, just basically not us in any way. Uh, just good people, very cool. Some some um, of them have been like slowly cheering though, because I know Jay White after the Dominion match, he got some fans to cheer because he was that good. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's a weird thing. Like, yeah. It shows you how respectful they are that most people are adhering to that though. Yeah, like, there is no way you get anyone to do that over here. They would yeah. be gobshite. Yeah. They would purposely cheer. Just the, like, it was at Cor- it was at yeah. and everybody cheered because it was huge. Uh, when Kushida returned, Korakuen. Yeah, Cor- yeah, and Hall. When uh, Kushida Korakuen Hall. God damn it! Yeah. Yeah. You're the one who's supposed to be able to pronounce yeah. it. Korakuen. Ferociously about Japanese wrestling. Yeah. Korakuen. Yeah. Uh, when Kush- yeah, when uh, Kushida released the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Kushida returned. So yeah, Who? never heard of him. Um, <laughs> so good for thank God he's got. What is he back now after that stupid yeah. chat? 
Oh, thank God. He's Honestly, back in New Japan. <laughs> he didn't bring Ikaman with him, did he? No. Because that geezer can get... Never mind Ikaman. He could be Ikabin. Get in the fucking bin. Useless. Um, yeah, so that answer came today at an NJPW business strategy presentation, which we've been talking about. Among those plans is for fans to be able to cheer again at New Japan events starting this September with two events at Corican Hall on September the 5th and September the 6th. Uh, thoughts on the fact that they weren't allowed to cheer in the first place? Do we think that might have been a bit of an extreme measure? Yeah. It's it's a bit slow because the thing is, is that people at baseball games and I think DDT and Noah, they're cheering from next month. So New Japan's been a bit slow to it. Do you think but... that they should have been stopped from cheering in the first place? Do you think it's genuinely like, they, do you think they've taken it too seriously? I don't think they're taking People it still too breathe, you know. Like. Yeah, I don't think they're taking it too seriously. I think the whole thing with the cheering was that they were like worried about people going to cheer without masks on to the, like spread things around or maybe be out there. So I don't think they've been like too extreme. I just think they've been a bit slow to it. Not, not like you reckon, Cameron. You got a problem with um, like I mean. I'm sure you get cheered all the time, every show that you go to, but uh, would you find it weird as a worker if people were only allowed to clap and there was no cheering, no audible noise as such, other than clapping? Yeah, I can imagine it would be quite rough. Um, You know, they probably just feel like they're at the last CWP show, but... um... (laughs) Cameron Anderson can be seen at CWP Summertime Smash on July 16th. Buy your ticket (laughs) so that you can clap. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, but there you go. yeah, I just feel like um, it's a bit difficult. Obviously, I'm not a scientist. Far from it. What? Very this stupid. is news to what? me. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. Don't be. Why are you coming in here with such? Well, no, I I can imagine. You know, you're freaking out to some cool move. You're gonna be, you know, spraying droplets all over the shop. So uh, I don't, don't know. I well, guess if it's I like get ten beers, it's, it's banana might go off. That's what they're called. It's called droplets. Okay, I'm sorry, I, I didn't name them. <laughs> droplets, pal. Yeah, no, I, I. To be fair, I have definitely secreted a few droplets over meaty hospitals in my time, but less said about that, the better. Uh, Carl Wilkinson, you've been fairly quiet. In fact, you've been staring at something else in the far distance. No idea what you're up to in the background, but uh, probably no, have a lot. dragons or some shit. Knowing you, um, <laughs> what's what's your opinion on people just clapping and not being allowed to cheer? Would it's, for instance, Destiny, obviously, some very, very good shows coming up with them. They've been really killing it, as they always do, our friends over in Canada. Uh, would you have an issue if you walked into the venue and like, just so you know, guys, no cheering tonight, just applause, please? If I wanted that, I'd watch golf. It's the oh, well, worst thing. Masters is what we need. Can we do no, what? Because... Masters. <sighs> yeah, if you want to watch me masterfully kill myself. <laughs> Why is it you always get awesome. joking every week without <laughs> fail? Every once along, right? I mean, you have to. It's just at this point, it's my brand. <laughs> it's but my brand. I, I think not, not being able to cheer, like clapping is great. Like it's it's just like the most basic form of showing appreciation. A mastermind. Yes. But, like, but when you're like, cheering and hooting like you know hollering having fun like when your favorite comes out and you scream your bloody head off it's the, it's the best feeling it is like and the you know the performers feed off that i'm sure you guys like when you're you know when you're wrestling and people are like cheering you you're like yeah or if they're cheering you, you go fuck you and it's like it's the best thing Can you imagine um, like if you had to like, like as a heel i can't imagine leaning over the road so wait 
clap, clap, quiet, you prick. They yeah. just have to keep that clapping hey, down over quit, there. Quit your screaming. We only yeah, clap here. Too much clap here. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't be giving me your clap. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Imagine being a hot woman. You're going to CWP. You've explicitly gone to see the outrageous Love Island sexualized pairing of bromance. And all you can do in your mini skirt and boot tube is just go, ain't going to work, is it? Like, Karen yeah. Anderson needs the hollering, the hooting of the hot ladies. That's what he needs. He needs those, he needs some fine ass honey screaming their nuts off for him. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to finish. He needs yeah, we, need, we need people flinging bras into the ring <laughs> after the match. Like, yo, I have a, yo, Robbie Nitro, you need to invest, man. You need to invest. I want to see underwear bombarding Cameron Anderson and his mystery partner on July 16th. <laughs> needs to get to the point if where he's jealous. Yeah, no, it's um, it is what it is. But good for New Japan. They seem to be evolving. They seem to be doing different things. They seem to really be trying different things. And uh, I'm always always up for that. Right, uh, Cameron Anderson's pretty tired. So there's a few other things. Uh, apparently, somebody who worked with Boris Johnson has, you know, just kind of left WWE. Nobody cares. Sasha Banks and Naomi <laughs> have reportedly been removed from the internal roster. You know, blah blah blah. Is there anything you boys would like to discuss before we wrap things up? There's. There's only one thing, and it's the shit show that is this WES thing. What the fuck is this? Oh, so that's actually quite yeah. a, So it's meant to be a promotion that I think was kickstarted by the authors of Pain, Akam and Razor, and they were and they were gonna have Moose V. Um, I forget who it was. Moose was there. Yeah, 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 there. yeah. It was gonna be Moose V. Alistair Overeem, oh, and it was gonna be at Nottingham. Cancelled last minute over here. Yeah, and it's got cancelled again. It was meant to be this Saturday. He's a Mojo Rawley already over here. Yes. Yeah. So right. what? Mo- so what Mojo is doing is for the week. He's still going to be at the. Sh- he's going to be doing meet and greets and all the Wait, money. Hang on. How long is he here for? He's here for like, a week. Week he's and a half. Week. Or something. Yeah. He's here with his fiance now, just spending time. Yeah. So he said. Um, he's going to be here till like next Saturday. So he's like on the day of the on the day of the event, um, people can still come for meet and greets, paid, and um, any of the money. Um, all of the money will be going to um, UK indie guys who were meant to be in the show but didn't get paid for it. So Mojo, Mojo's extremely Good cool guy, for Mojo that. Here. He's extremely cool for that. I love Mojo. Right, get your ass on WrestlePlug, Mojo. If you want well, to do... This is a that's champion. Because, right here. We're clearly like, make a wish. Give us a fucking interview, pal. <laughs> because some of yeah, the... Yeah, come on, brother. Some of the American, like, partner. Nia Jax was like, given a deposit and paid a little bit. Like a bunch of the American talent were paid, and the UK ones weren't. Yeah. That's so shitty. Like we, this this is a problem with wrestling in general. They always treat the imports, the mainlanders, whoever it is. They pay them more, and they don't look after the loyalists, the people who work every goddamn week. Like Cameron Anderson, he'll be busting his ass in July, but I bet that fucking gobshite Ebenezer is going to pick up a yeah. nice little paycheck, isn't he? While he's busy fumbling around with that potato on the mat. Come on, fam. Uh, yeah. This- this show had like the old like five star wrestling funk to it, where oh, where it was like really overhyped. So Imagine um, working for five star wrestling and thinking yeah. that was something to brag about in your profile, eh? Uh, mm. Yeah. So there was uh, only three hundred and fifty tickets were sold um, out of the ten thousand seat Motor Point <laughs> Arena in Nottingham. Ten thousand, and they'd only what. To be able to sell 10,000 seats, you have to have the most 
the biggest marquee talent. They had what? Eric Young. They had a um... marquee. Yeah. <laughs> had... no, I like Eric Young, but if you're telling me he's going to fill a 10,000 seat of stadium, you're sorely mistaken. Yeah. Even Eric Young would. Moose... By the way, I saw the price. George there. would go. I see a fuck. Yeah, if he could get a lift, a fucking lazy mong. <laughs> he just be like, oh, fucking, I want to buy a ticket for the motor point, but I thought he was in about fucking cars. Tenerife, mate. He's in Tenerife right now. Is he? Yeah, they've all gone this over still, Tenerife. So this little gobshite, right, is begging off trying to get us to get him a ticket for Clash at the Castle, ask him for a lift to the fucking <laughs> show, all this kind of stuff, but he can afford to go to Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, but his nan can. Oh, fucking oh. nan! Come yeah, on, I got to drop him in it. I've got to drop him in it on the pod. <laughs> you, George, you fucking. Oh, uh, George Rittle. George. Yeah, get in a fucking bin, George. Honestly, that's why they are the quittles. Get your midget brother with you. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they are literally the quittles, aren't they? Right, it's time to book Cameron Anderson and Carl Wilkinson versus the Whittle brothers. I want to see it. I want to see. They won't survive. Hell in a cell, mate. Like George wouldn't even fucking make it because he wouldn't be able to get a lift to the venue. Like, oh, I can't make it unless someone gives me a lift. Uh, I'm too busy. Kyle can just g up on the outside and I just pick up like an easy wee. <laughs> What a gimp. Fucking get, get a bit large and George. You absolute cretin. I'll see you at Clash of the Castle, mate. Have a good time, yeah. Has he got a ticket? Hey? Has he got a ticket? I don't know. He better get a fucking ticket. This ticket's available. They're only £1,800. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only. Only. We got the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Cameron Anderson, you bought like Chiefs. They're like £200 a pop. Yeah, it was quite expensive. Mate, that's like almost... 450 Canadian dollars, by the way. Nah, actually, to be fair, they were only oh, like £2.50. quid each. <laughs> I thought your the currency t- the... was like in the bin. <laughs> That's why they call it the loony bin. Well, hey! <clears throat> it is God, what it the is. T- the tickets I got was actually only £40 each, but I told Cruz it was 200 Nice. Yeah, made a little bit of profit on that one. <laughs> that how he got injured. <laughs> by looking at his bank. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all my money gone? <laughs> Cameron Anderson, <laughs> you know, ain't more than a bromance here, fool. <laughs> like, it's just tag- business. Oh, he's taking that money so he can pay for a decent tag car. That's what's happened there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. How's that for quality wrestling? I, <laughs> yeah, right? Good fun. Huh, huh, He'll, hate me huh. anyway. He'll make <laughs> you petty fucking comments all the time online. Fuck him. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> a bit of that Angelo Dawkins. Well, apparently can't wrestle anyway, but it is what it is. If you're a man. Oh, yeah, I forgot um, he's the worst wrestler yeah. of all time. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins <laughs> sucks, mate. Yeah, courtesy of Eddie Kimway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Eddie knows what he's talking about, mate. Yeah, how's that ring apron? All right, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's anyway, fucked up, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, fuck off. Like, I just don't like anyone. I don't care. Get in the bin. Um, bottom line is, <laughs> by the way, if you have a problem with what I have to say, good news. You can catch me July the 15th at Rumble Wrestling, July the 16th at Coliseum Pro Wrestling, July 23rd at ACW, July 28th at Outcast Pro Wrestling, July 31st at Berkshire Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I'm working. I'm working a lot this month. If you've got a problem, come speak to me, man. I'll happily take you outside and spank you around like the bareback bitch that you are. In the meantime, 
keep falling off the ring aprons, keep chatting shit online, keep making petty comments about graphics, and most importantly, keep crying about it, and we'll still be here at the rest of Blood chatting shit from myself, Aaron Nix, from Cameron Anderson, from Carl Wilkinson, and most importantly, from a giant banana that touches himself. We will catch you very soon for more content from the rest of Blood. You like that, huh?